This is the Women with Vision podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey there, superwomen. I am so excited today to have my next guest. You know, I met her a couple of few months ago, not even a couple of months ago, a few months ago. I, I met her kind of randomly. You know how we have all our new BFFs from, you know, social media. Well, yeah, she's kind of like that. We met on social media and we have been fast friends ever since. <laughs> she is an amazing woman that has created an incredible group um, called Believe, Inspire, Grow. We were connected by another person who's in her group. And I was just looking for women that had platforms and she answered the call and then we connected. I had her on my summit, a couple of them and realized that we had some real synergy. We had the same, we were vibrating at the same frequency. And since then we have, you know, we're fast friends. We're always on the phone talking about something and collaborating on things. Amazing woman. I'm excited because I want you guys to hear all about how she started her business and so let's start. Tara Gilmer, how are you? Hello, Tam. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. And yes, I feel exactly the same way. You're my West Coast sister. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't get that often because sometimes you meet people. And I've met so many people online and so many businesswomen. But then, you know, when I was listening to you tell me about, tell about your membership group and why you started your membership group. I started getting goosebumps because I was feeling the same way when I first started my group. And, you know, we have similar reasons why we do it. And you've grown yours to so big. I think you have over 8,000 people in your, in your, in your group or in your. We've had a, that close to that in membership over the years, not actively now, but yeah, over 8,000 women have been members. I've been doing it for 13 years. I think wow. I was a little pioneer back then, but you know, we do what we do. If you hear the calling, you have to, you have to answer it. You do. You do. Okay. So let me, so tell me a little bit. I know you had background in PR. So tell me a little bit about your big business acumen, your journey through life and, and business and, and working in corporate America and all those kinds of things. Sure. Well, I actually was a political junkie uh, back in the day when I was, even when I was really young, I, my father took me into New York City to watch the, the Democrat, the first Democratic convention in New York City. And we, we didn't get to go in, but we watched all the energy. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. I think it was, you know, Jimmy Carter and, and uh, Ted Kennedy back in the day. And I think I caught a political bug back then. And so I, I pursued politics. I went to Boston College. I was a poli-sci major. I had internships with politicians. I, I was a press secretary for a number of political campaigns. And, and I loved the energy and I loved the community. And, and it really made me thrive. But it wasn't a stable career for me. I, I knew pretty close in that I loved the campaigning. I didn't want to be a politician or I didn't want to be a legislator, but I loved the campaign and the energy and the, you know, tomorrow we're going to go here with a hundred thousand people. And then the next day we're going to go on a panel with this. And I, I just got off on all that excitement, but um, eventually I had to have a stable resource for income. And as you grow up, you need to have money as we talk about with women all the time, right? Women exactly. with money have more choices than the women who don't have money. And so I decided 
I transitioned into public relations and marketing. It turns out that, you know, what I was doing, and this is something, you know, we learned, you can't always understand that what you're doing actually is transferable to some other place. And I wouldn't have put together being a press secretary um, or, you know, running political campaigns was the same as public relations. But basically, I was building a brand. And I went into, and uh, my girlfriend introduced me to the agency, and I got hired in public relations, and I was building brands for brand big companies like Timberland and um, Eddie Bauer and, and different uh, Sylvania Lighting. I did wow. the ball drop in, in Times Square, um, and, and you know these wonderful experiences. Um, and then what happened to me was what happens to millions and millions and millions of women is I was having a baby and. Um, the ball drop in Times Square, I was seven months pregnant. Wow. And I knew that I couldn't do what I was doing in this public relations corporate world and travel and, and you know, get the next title and the next raise and have this baby. Um, and I didn't really want to do it that way. I didn't want to give up my motherhood opportunity and have someone else take care of my baby and take 45% of my income and have me travel 60% of the week um, and kind of sacrifice what motherhood ought to offer. I never choose that that should be what everybody else chooses to do, but that's what I chose to do. And so I opted out of the workforce and, and landed in this planet called suburbia, <laughs> which, you know, I was not familiar with. And I lost my sense of self. I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. I uber-mommed. I had birthday parties with horses and face painting and make-your-own-Sundays, and it was kind of sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had to channel all that energy and that desire to, to be somebody, and I was floating around and not really anchored in who I was anymore. And I did that for on and off for 13 years. I had two more kids. We traveled. My husband got job transferred into different states. And, uh, you know, one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, what are you going to do? Like, you're not supposed right. to just be a mom. Just be a mom. That word is terrible to say, right? It's a wonderful opportunity. It's a gift. It's a, we're blessed to have that. But when you, when you go to a cocktail party and they say, so what do you do? And you hear women say, oh, I'm just a mom. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. You know, that's a sad thing because it's not as validating. I'm the same person I was in the ball drop in Times Square, but the world doesn't treat you the same. It's not as valid. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. Um, I was just recognizing recently that I was a product of what I saw on television when I was growing up. I was really inspired by Mary Tyler Moore. And um, I was really inspired by Who's the Boss? Yep. Remember that show? Well, I wanted to be, I wanted to have Mary Tyler Moore's apartment. And I wanted to live in that right. that cool apartment, and I I wanted to live on my own, and just like her. And you don't realize that's not that easy to do, you know, without no. financial security. I know, and it was like you know, as I you know was fighting, you know, I I would thought about the same things, you know, when I had my son, I was trying to push that off for as long as possible. When I finally had, for some reason, that was just you know it was difficult for me to make that choice. But when I finally did, I was happy I did. But I also realized, like we always talk about, is that even still, like you make the choice, you want to be a good mom, you want to be a stay-at-home mom, you want to raise your child, which is a good decision, right? We still have this other side of us. Absolutely. And, you know, no one, 
when you say to a man, what do you do? And even if they're like in between jobs, they don't say, well, I'm a father. I'm just a father. Right. They no. don't say that. They don't lead with that. They don't, but it's in our nature. We are the nurturers on the planet. We are, we, yeah. this is what we live for. If this is what we choose to do. Right. And, and, right. um, but to the fact that that's only part of it, you know, I mean, we're meant for so much more. If listen, there are women that that's their highest calling and they do it like a rock star and they are amazing. But for those of us who say, okay, yes, I do this and I'm seeking something else. I don't think the answer has to be suck it up and deal with what you got. I think there's opportunities and that's kind of where, where I landed 13 years ago. I didn't, I didn't want to work in a coffee shop. I didn't want to work at a dentist's office because I was a career girl and I loved that. I love to be strategic in thinking and I loved marketing. But, you know, when I moved back and landed in New Jersey, in order to do what I was doing before, I had to go to New York City and I had a kindergarten. Yeah. And there is no way you get home for a 2.30 bus and do anything in New York City. And it costs you a hundred bucks just to get in and out. So that right. didn't work for me. And, and the world wasn't giving me options. And so, you know, I didn't know that I was forging my own path, but I saw a bumper sticker on a teacher's car in the middle school parking lot when I dropped my son off and it said, remember who you wanted to be. And that was like a lightning bolt. It was like, oh, girl, I am. You are not that girl right now. Like, right. you know, some, somebody said I was looking for my why in home goods, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you know, because you're trying to trying to find it again and it has to fit into your family and your relationships and you just don't walk away from them and you know take a career job without a lot of soul searching so very true oh my goodness i think the main thing that i'm hearing you say and i've said option it's same same saying the same thing as options you know we just need options it's and, whatever works um, for you and you're true to yourself right i mean that's exactly yes. and it doesn't matter what your answer is i mean i would love all of these young women who i mean we worked with new york city once we started this organization and these young girls you know they got themselves in a trap where they lived a lifestyle that their paycheck was spent every single week to live in new york city and get the shoes and get the cocktails and live that way and they couldn't understand how to move forward when they wanted to get married and have kids. Like they didn't know how to transition from that world to the other. And you know what? You can give up the job for a number of years and get back on and be better than ever. And I'm proof of the fact that you don't lose yourself. You don't have to lose yourself. You just can take a pause. Yeah, you can totally take a pause and you can just decide at the moment, at the season of your life, what you are and what you're going to what you're going to push to the front because you never really lose who you are or you have all the women are very uh, multi-talented yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we just push something, one other skill to the front, maybe pull one back a little bit and then you push another one to the front. And really, when you are a mom. And you're juggling, you know, all the things that come along with being a mom and taking them this and that and the other. A lot of those skills are still very present. Seriously. Negotiation I mean, really, skills are very being much. Being a mom is, is giving you gives you so much, right? It gives you so many skill sets. Um, it, I I think society still doesn't 
equate it that much, which is why we need communities like yours and mine to validate and get women to understand that you are worthy and you are worthwhile and you are valuable and somebody needs what you have to offer and they just do. Like, just start with believing that. And then with that thought process, one step forward, one step forward. When you feel a step back, step back. Surround yourself with people who are championing you instead of telling you, no, that's not a bad idea. That's a bad idea. You can't do that. How's that going to work? You know, sometimes that's your family, <laughs> right? Yeah, a lot of times you, it is. Oh, my that? <laughs> yeah, you um, know, I think that um, you can do, since the internet now, you can do a lot more than you could before. Before, we might have been dreaming to do a lot of things that may not have seemed so possible. But now with the Internet, you can be at home taking care of your kid, running a multi-million dollar business from your cell phone. And we could do a lot yes, of things now. Can, but, you know, the pandemic showed these women that they, they, they can't do it alone. Right. I mean, not and have good mental health. It, the pandemic showed women at the absolute peak of their abilities because it pushed it to the absolute limit. And what it said that I witnessed over and over again, when these women were crying, uncle, like I can't do it all is you shouldn't have to face this. There's enough people who can help pick the bucket of water for you and who want to help you and be there for you. And you don't have to do this alone. What I learned and the value I think that my organization brings to the table and yours too is when you have community, you have support. And without it, it's just lonely. It's too hard. You do not have to do this alone. There's that African proverb that says, if you want to go um, quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And right. that really matters. And if we didn't learn that lesson in this whole pandemic, they said it, what you and I both know, they call it the she-demic, right? We suffered more than, than most people in terms yes. of getting knocked off our game again. Oh, very, very true. What do you think now, because there's so much going on, uh, what do you think is inspiring you now? I know what is inspiring me, and we've had this conversation, I know, uh, several times. But, you know, in this pandemic, post-pandemic, as we go through the pandemic, I'm not sure where we are now, but... What is inspiring you? So what inspires me now is the, is the energy I get from the female energy of others. Um, if you can tap into that, if you can surround yourself with women who are like-minded and aligned with your values, every day can be a good day. Every day, some opportunity leads to another opportunity, and it gives you, it clears a path for your next step. I don't always know where I'm going. I mean, I have these preconceived goals that I think everybody should have. and But I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I just trust that if I follow the path and I keep aligned with my values and um, I keep the culture that I believe in sacred, that I'll get there. Right. And when I tried to force something to happen, it depleted me. Yeah. But when I let the opportunities open and I step back and say, this is an opportunity. Like when I saw your post saying, I'm looking for women. I didn't know you. I didn't know we had people in common, but we did. And I just got called to answer that. And it was a Sunday afternoon. And normally I don't do Sunday afternoons, but there was something about it. And, you know, when that opportunity comes, and if you get to an opportunity and it's not right, let it go. 
That's right. Just check out. Um, so good. Okay, so let's talk about Believe, Inspire, Grow, because your organization's been around for 13 years. Uh, you Tell me the type of woman that would get into your organization. How long has she been in business? If, you, if, it's, if there's an age group that, that yeah. you see a lot, tell well, me a little bit about her. Sure. It's evolving, obviously, right? I mean, um, I'd say the average woman in big is about, you know, between the ages of 30, mid-30s to mid-50s. Um, you know, uh, the, the earlier age, we have people in our 20s and we have people in our 60s. But the, 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 the sweet spot is basically a suburban woman who has left corporate America a couple years ago or maybe a decade ago and who is seeking, she has to seek something. She's seeking something more in her life. And she may not know exactly what that is, but she knows that she's wanting more than what she has right now. And she wants to move forward in her life. Now, it used to be, like my story, it was about after childcare, right, after having children. And that's a huge amount of women. But as we've evolved and as we've grown, it's at those pain points after a divorce, after a bad mammogram, after you just helped your mother heal or you know, go to into a nursing home or something like that. After you've given up who you were and where and how you helped other people or you got through a healing process and you say, I'm seeking something more in my life and I don't know exactly what that is. And a lot of times, 99% of it has to do with entrepreneurship because that gives us that flexibility to do it on our own terms. I don't think corporate America, although I think the pandemic has helped, uh, is quite ready to be as flexible as women want and need to do the life, to have the full life that they want. But we're getting there. We're getting closer. We're seeing corporations and a revolt of people who say, I won't work for co a company that won't meet me where I'm at. A lot of people are not going back into the office, male and female. They've, I've right. been meeting them and talking to them. They're like, no, you know, because like I know this one husband and wife, they both work jobs and they've been home for the pandemic and their company wanted him to come back. He says, no, I got to stay home. Me and my wife have a little schedule now and we have kids. So they both are like sharing in this whole yeah. child raging. Yeah, because the pandemic opened it up for them to do it. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic was a definite world um I, I like to think of it like it was a reset button. We were yeah, probably, you know, depending on, you know, your spirituality or God or your universe, I think we were going towards the wrong direction and someone said, you're not getting it right, and they pressed the reset button and it said, go back to what's most important in life, which is family, your friends, your relationships, you know, make some money so you can build your goals, but don't make money the goal, you know, and, and, and love. Yeah, I think that's right. So what would you tell a woman who is in a situation where, just like you said, she is making the transition in her life, went through a divorce, went through a bad mammogram, went through a bad job, lost her job, aging out of the market, whatever her situation is, what would you tell her to do first? I think I would tell her to use that fear as fuel because, of course, you're going to be fearful, right? Of course, change is really, really hard. and you're so vulnerable, you know, the Brene Brown vulnerability thing, right? But vulnerability is no longer considered a weakness. It's a power source. And 
we, just because we're vulnerable as women, just because we cry, just because we care about a lot of people in addition to ourselves, does not make us the weaker sex. It makes us a glorified human, right? And I would say that it's fear that will hold you back unless you channel that fear and say, I'm going to go through my fear. You're not going to not have fear. I'm going to go through my fear. I'm going to do one thing, one little thing. I'm going to show up at a big meeting or I'm going to go on a a TAM call or I'm going to, and let that wave of positivity and glory and sisterhood wash over you and accept it as a good thing. And then reevaluate and say, how did that make me feel? If it made you feel better than you felt 10 minutes ago, take one more step. Very good. Oh my gosh. So good. I'm so excited for, you know, people just to realize they have choices, realize that they have, they can do whatever they want to, depending on where they are in their life. And I want them to connect with you if they're, especially if they're, uh, do you have people outside of the New Jersey area? Do you yeah, have them all we, over the well, U.S.? Well, we were mostly in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, and Massachusetts for a long, long time. Um, but thanks to the pandemic, we're now global. So we have people in California yeah. right out by you. I may have to come actually and visit you there. Um, we have love in, in North Carolina, Atlanta. We can actually now have a system because of the pandemic and Zoom and, and this whole technology. We have groups in Canada, East Coast, West Coast, Spain, UK. So the geographic limitations that we had are gone. Um, you know, totally and yep. there's going to be a hybrid as we go forward in all of life. And we embrace it and we're ready for it. And if a woman needs women, we got it. Yeah, I love it. Well, definitely uh, connect with Miss Tara. Tara, tell me exactly or tell my listeners exactly how they can find you, social media, online, sure. whatever. So, um, our website is believeinspiregrow.com. Um, and so you can just go there and we have guest passes. You can experience any meetings you want. You can see that on the website. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Everything is at believeinspiregrow.com. Um, and Every woman at every age and every stage is welcome. And, you know, we want women to have that safe haven. I think joining forces with you and all these women that we're talking about, you know, we are, we have that, we have that power, that source of inspiration. And I think there's a seismic shift going female in a way that's not feminist in the traditional feminism. We're not anti-male. We're not anti we just want to do women the way women do it naturally, you know, do business as women naturally. I agree. I totally agree. Well, this has been amazing. Tara, thank you so much for your time. And I cannot wait to all the stuff that we're doing. I can't wait. We have only just begun as they say in the carpenters used to say on that song, right? (laughs) We've only just begun Tam. And I can't wait to see all the things that are, are lying ahead between um, are all of our women and would love to invite any women out there that have other women platforms right we are an open um, area for everything we believe in together I think where we share the values we're collaborators not competitors that's right I agree I agree